Hi everyone, Pamela Larg here, your host of the Energy Transitions podcast. If you enjoy listening to our bi-weekly podcast, make sure to hit the subscribe button and take a moment to leave a rating or review wherever you're listening. This will help us spread the message and connect with our community. Thanks again for listening to the Energy Transitions podcast from Inlet and Friends. This episode of the Energy Transitions podcast series, I'm joined by Leon Lang, Manager of Planning and Customer Services at the Drakenstein Municipality in the Western Cape province of South Africa. It's the largest utility in the Western Cape with big plans for sustainable electrification with the local municipality together with Schneider Electric taking big steps to eliminate SF6 gas from their switchgear. This episode is brought to you by Schneider Electric, a French multinational company that specializes in digital automation and energy management. It addresses homes, buildings, data centers, infrastructure and industries by combining energy technologies, real-time automation, software and services. I'm Pamela Larg, and this is the Energy Transitions Podcast. I'd like to say a big welcome to our listeners and also to Leon, who's joining us today. It's a big pleasure to have you with us. Before we even start talking about the nitty gritties of Switchgear, I'd like to set the scene for our listeners. Uh, today, I am privileged to be recording this podcast on site at the Drakenstein Municipality offices in a place called Paul, just outside of Cape Town. It is a beautiful area. We are surrounded by mountains and vineyards, and it's picturesque. Leon, it must be amazing to live here. How long have you lived in this area? Good morning, everybody. I'm 42 years already in Paul. So it's safe to say that you are very familiar with the area and the development over time. Yes. Between the times from where I was growing up, you had this thing, I was driving with my uncle, and Wellington and Paul were separated. You had Paul municipality, and then you had Wellington municipality. And as we drove to my uncle's home, he always said that these two towns is going to be connected to each other. They're going to be one. And it was actually formalized later on. It was Rockenstein municipality. When I was a boy, for instance, the main road... They always said, if you had business, you cannot take it out of Lady Grey Street. Lady Grey Street was the old, let's call it main road. And there was like the one McDonald's was built mid-town. They said that McDonald's is not going to, to withstand. And today, McDonald's is still there and the two towns are connected to each other. And we're increasing. We're actually... We actually broaden the, the lengths of electricity lines and so forth. So the town has exploded within the last few years, 10 years, 15 years, especially now in the last five to six years. Thank you for painting that picture for us. Tell us more about the municipality. And here I'm referring to the distribution network, electrification rates. Just give our listeners a, a sense of the size of the area as well. The Rakhine municipality area is 1,538 kilometers square. 
Our population is 305,281 and we have 78,578 households. We have 2,380 farms and we have 65 councillors in 33 wards. Our electricity distribution last financial year were 3.95% and we have on a database which is registered in formal settlements 43. Our meters in the system is 52,207. That gives you a fairly good idea. We have six supply points from ESCOM and we have eight main substations. And I can just maybe mention them. It's Wellington, Slot, Dwarsrevier, Klipperig, Suidend, Parijs, Palmiet, Delweiden. Wellington is an offtake from ESCOM at 66 to 11. The Wellington is 11 kV switching station. Our total notified amount is 175 MVA. And to be currently in a phase of upgrading it to 180 MVA. Installed capacity is 340 MVA. We currently are planning to increase the network, obviously, and to make it sustainable. We are planning to have 36 substations on our new ETAP SCADA supervisory control and data acquisition system. And we already have three online. Just to broaden again on the infrastructure, the municipality have 592 mini substations and transformers 1,078. Total is 1,670. We have MV underground cables, 442,105 kilometers of underground cables. Medium voltage overhead lines, we have 345,618 kilometers of overhead medium voltage lines. Our HV underground cables is 29,648 kilometers. HV overhead lines is 14,912 kilometers. Our LV underground cables is 1,094,496 kilometers. And LV overhead lines is 320,518 kilometers. This is just to give you a broad idea of what infrastructure we have. We have intakes from 66 to 11 and then distributing it from 11 to 400 and then 232 to the consumer. We have one substation on 132 as well, 132 and then stepping down to, to 11,500. That gives us a clear picture of the size of the infrastructure. And I think it also helps me to understand the scale of the work that you are busy with. Because how I understand it, there is a green and sustainable vision. And you, together with the municipality, are making significant changes within this infrastructure to achieve a sustainability goal. Tell us more about that, Leon. Please give us as much detail about this and also about you personally, how much you are invested in this plan. We want to evolve our network as such to create capacity for new developers. So we are development friendly and we also want our infrastructure to be as such that it is operational, safe, and user-friendly as well. It must be also smart. 
because we want to optimize the use of the system. We have last financial year, we went into a tender process and appointing a service provider, LTEC, to, to install a, the new ETAP Skyra system. The Skyra system is basically to optimize your system to see how you can to use the system as such that it can benefit you. With other words, it's just to give you an example, you have a cable, the cable can take, for instance, 250 amp, and you have multiple mini substations, but the mini substations is currently not optimized 100%, and you can then see if there's a new development, if you can still use that cable, or you must upgrade the cable. And that is cost. So you want, obviously, to have consumers, additional consumers, at the least cost as possible. So that's just to give you an idea. And then also we upgrading substations as on a yearly basis to a newer type switch who has better technology on it, better digital information possible to also contribute towards the new ETAP system. And also to move to a greener type switch gear to reduce the carbon footprint. We have, for instance, for the last two or three years, installed PixEasy gear at our main site end and Paris substations and also recently the, the Del West substation had all switch current was burnt down and we replaced that also with the new Pix Easy. The switch gear was fortunate to be on a again it must go through a tenor process and it, we were fortunate to have the Snyder switch gear available. Snyder is is one of the leaders in front when it comes to digital technology and also renewables. Leon, tell me a little bit about some of the challenges. You touched on the mission to, to become renewable, sustainable, and smart. Are there specific challenges that you've had to face on this journey? Yes, we facing on a daily basis load sharing and vandalism theft of infrastructure. Now, Part of this new installation also is to contribute to a faster acknowledgement if you have a system which is down. So this new ETAP system will also contribute towards that and to provide a, a better service to the client. What happens after a load sharing is with everybody's geysers and rechargeable lights and everything that, that switches on after a load sharing has a huge impact on the network. And overloading the networking, you can see it. And after a typical load sharing, you can have faults on the system that you need to repair. So load sharing is not good for any system. So yes, there's the technical element, the smart element, but let's be honest, when it comes to SF6 gas, it's about being clean, being sustainable, being green. And being surrounded by this beautiful landscape, it just seems so clear to me why this had to happen. But tell us a little bit more about these environmental benefits that these switchgears bring to your operation. Okay, so SF6, just to give a background, forms part of electrical equipment. It fits into, or is manufactured into a disconnector, ground switches and circuit breakers. Sulfur hexafluoride for greenhouse gases is 23,500 times 
more potent than CO2, which is carbon dioxide. This new technology fits perfectly in the Rockstar Municipality's sustainability vision and best practice, while ensuring a sustainable future and protected environment for the coming generation. It's also assisting for safer operation for our workers and the Rockenstein municipality in turn is setting the pace. Obviously, it is about safety. It's about protecting the environment, like you say, for future generations. But Leon, there is obviously an impact in terms of reliability and efficiency of grid operations. Tell us a little bit more about that, if you will. Right, so the digital and sustainable technology offers a real-time event notification real-time system measurement, which is measuring volts, amps, watts, KVAR, power factor correction, battery operating percentages. It has less time to locate faults. That is now the ETAP system that indicates, and the new technology offers that. And it has less man hours spent, because if if you can locate the fault, you can address it quickly. Trend development and analysis. Integration of push notifications for both SMS and email. We have a push notification app that we use. So if there's something coming through, a fault or possible fault, then we are notified. So you get an SMS and you can react quickly. Network access in the comfort of your home. I can take my phone and I can see what is the state of the network. Or even in this case now the new RMS set as the digital technology that you can see what's the status. And then it can also warn you, early warnings. You have a thermal uh, temperature, which is not okay. Go and have a look. Leon, would you say that since the project began, it's functioning as you expected? Were there any unexpected results? It's still early to say that anything is possible has happened. So we're monitoring the system. I could just add to it that we have installed a recent switchgear of, of Snyder and it's definitely, we've seen during the flood, for instance, that happened, that the Pix Easy at the LVS substation was flooded and it's still operating today. If I must say it as such, if you must compare the technology and the manufacturing of the switches that is already in the system, you can clearly see that it's a good product. If I can ask you about the specific installation of Schneider Electric's RMA set, in terms of the broader roadmap and where the municipality is moving on the sustainability journey, how important are projects like this? It fits perfectly in the vision of the municipality working towards a smaller city for the, let's call it breathtaking digital technology which is available. Yeah, it's a matter of time and you need to explore newer technology which is available and also the, this technology is greener and reducing the carbon footprint. Are there specific regulations or industry standards that influenced your decision to adopt this type of sustainable switchgear? Because especially for those who aren't familiar with the South African regulatory landscape, it would just be interesting to have an understanding of some of those regulations. The new RMA set conforms to the requirements and standards. 
But Rara refers to a newer available cutting edge digital and sustainable technology which is available. So the standards is and the requirements is exactly the same as other switches, which is currently in the market as well. When we were talking about the project and the various aspects of it, we spoke about the importance of partnerships, specifically local partners. Give us an idea of how you've leveraged those partnerships and how important they've been to the success of this project. For any partnership or any service provider, you need to go through a thorough tenor process to appoint a service provider, but local content, if I can give an example, you can phone the person and he can come out to your site where you need assistance for manufacturing equipment at that particular time. I mean, there's many technology out there that you don't know everything of that particular equipment. So local content is key to have that relationship and also to assist when needed. And if you consider perhaps what you would say to other grid operators who are considering a similar transition, what lessons have you learned and what can you share from your experience with these grid operators? I would recommend find out what your needs are and what you're aiming at and also your goal. And start with your communication network first investigate and invest in a SCADA system that can integrate with existing components and software packages. Ensure that your team understands the needs, goals, and the new system technology and own it. That is really good advice. To understand it, communicate it, and own it. Leon, if you had one piece of advice that you'd like to give our listeners starting off on their SF6 free journey, or perhaps even some pointers of, of what to be mindful of, what would you say? You must take a system as it currently is. You must also have an asset register that you can see which of your equipment is old or close to redundancy. Start at an early stage with your tendering process that you can have the specifications of a air type unit and start of the older bringing in the new. Before we finish off our conversation, Leon, what keeps you excited about the work you do? It's pretty technical and perhaps for some it might not seem that exciting, but when we were talking and in preparation, your passion for what you do is very clear. Tell us a little bit more about that. I've started off as an apprentice at Rakastai Municipality. Before that, I've worked at a private contractor, which is wiring commercial buildings and residential houses. And after my two-year contract, it almost ended. I was appointed as a planner in the planning and design office, where I was reticulating, doing electrical reticulation layouts. And... While I was busy doing that, a request came at the construction section that they also asked me, do you perhaps want to assist? And I, I, I never put my hand down when somebody is requesting something. I'm always available. I always want to help. And I assisted in the construction section as well. And one day, my senior came to me and he asked me, listen, what do you want to do going forward? 
And I said to him, I really don't know for now I'm happy. There's one position extra that I can apply for because my senior went on pension. And he said to me, listen, but don't you think you're more worth? I stand there and I was thinking for myself and I said, what do you mean? And he said, why don't you further your studies? And I said to him, all right, but what do you suggest? I can either go the route for a BTEC or a BSc or a master or whatever. And he said, no, rather go for a, for a government certificate of competency. And to have a government certificate of competency, there's not much in South Africa. And it's an honor to have it, actually, that qualification. I took his word and I started studying. And seven years down the line, yeah, and I have it today. And I didn't stop there. I enrolled now for BSc and Master's. And hopefully after four and five years, depending on the time I have after hours, hopefully I have it. So I'm also, uh, just to add to that, my apprentice start because I wanted to be an electrician. And I am today. I have a red seal. And I am also want to be a wireman's or also have the ability to write off on house wiring and that is to have a wire wireman's license and that i have my theory and i also want to proceed to the four-day course where i complete the, the wireman's license as well so the opportunity came also where i applied for this position which i am today in yeah i was appointed and again also today where i'm sitting I'm assisting in other sections as well, but that is all on the end of the day. You must always be available to try and assist because that is where you can learn more and be the best that you can be. Leon, thank you so much for joining us. And I'd like to thank our listeners. It has been fascinating to understand how Schneider Electric's RMA set is actually making a tangible difference here in the Drakenstein municipality. Until next time, goodbye.